Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion, part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts covering Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministry, serving Auburn students since 1961, and also the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm your host, Kyle. We're back again during the summer, believe it or not, to talk about some Auburn men's basketball. Because even though the season is over, there is still plenty to discuss. And believe it or not, there is a bit of a roller coaster ride to mirror that was the season for this men's basketball uh, team in season. So postseason uh, thoughts here, things that have been going on, player moves in and out. Uh, staff moves in and out, scheduling stuff. We're going to discuss all of that here. And since there's quite a bit to talk about, you know I have to have someone to talk along with me. And that is none other than Clint Richardson, owner-operator of the Uniform Database, content manager for the – I had to think about it for a second there, Clint. Content manager for the network and many other titles that I could probably come up with him and, and give him. But here he is. Welcome him back. I'm ready to get off this roller coaster, Kyle. But (laughs) as an Auburn fan, I think it is the the ride of our lives. We will never be off. But would you really freaking roller coaster? But it wouldn't be an Auburn fan type of thing if we didn't uh, have some kind of you know uh, roller coaster to ride, some highs, some lows. Um, I will say though that I think that the highs really outweigh the lows from this postseason so far. For Auburn basketball or for Auburn athletics overall? In general, uh, Auburn athletics overall, but since we're talking about basketball, I'm referring mainly to them. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, It's anytime you have a list like this that warrants us to come back in the offseason to even record a podcast, I think it's a good thing. It definitely is. And there is, I wouldn't call it bad stuff in this because we're not, we know the stuff we talked about preseason last year with Chuck Purse and all that. Thankfully, yet, we don't have anything like that to talk about. Uh, but we've got definitely some um, subtractions to the team that are, we're going to miss uh, and we're going to talk about here a little bit more in depth. Um, but before we get into personnel stuff, Clint, I like to kind of talk about some of these scheduling things that come out because 
it's never too early to speculate, and I know you love this. It's never too early to predict, so you know I'm going to try to squeeze a couple predictions out of you. (laughs) But to start off with our scheduling talk, uh, one of the earliest bits of news that came out is that uh, Coach Pearl, his staff, and the athletic department put together another, I won't call it a marquee series, but a solid series that's going to benefit Auburn and another team, and that team is the NC State Wolfpack. Now, some people who maybe don't follow basketball as much don't think of NC State as a big basketball school, but they've had quite a history. Uh, So this is, I think two teams that are kind of rising at the time, kind of coming back to some prominence. NC State's probably had more of a history than us, if we're honest. Uh, I believe they've won. I think they've had how many national championships? At least one. Uh, I think two. Uh, Jim Valvano, the late, great Jimmy V, was uh, head coach for 10 years at um, NC State and was – such a fantastic coach and won the 1983 championship won two tournament acc and two regular season acc championships so i would definitely give um nc state the nod in the uh historic basketball um uh, history books over auburn which brings me to my next point that this is probably more of a benefit for Auburn than it is NC State. Now, NC State gets the benefit of an Auburn program that's rising. Everyone recognizes them right now. So they're getting recognition from, if they were to beat us, beating us. But on the flip side, Auburn would be getting recognition from beating an NC State program. It's kind of like we we talked about with us playing UConn. Uh, these past couple of seasons and beating them. Yes, they weren't the UConn of old, but there is at least that name to it that when it says Auburn defeats UConn, people at least turn their heads and pay attention. I think you could make that case either way for both of these teams at this point. I would think so. And, you know, it, it, it's it been since 2009 that Auburn faced NC State. Um, NC State leads overall 5-3. to three. Um, But it's it's not a matchup that we see much, not – in football, not in basketball, not even in baseball, even though we, we just took their Raleigh regional. Um, but it's, it's, I hate to say it this way, but it's two upper middle tier, uh, basketball programs that can do a lot of good with what they've got. Um, you know, Auburn's been down the last decade or so. NC state's kind of gone up and down since the Jimmy V days. So, I think that this is a really interesting matchup between the two. Right, and we'll be going to um, NC State first to have them host us there for the first of this home-and-home series, and then in 2019-2010 season, uh, more than likely during the 2019 calendar year, they will come to play at Auburn. So I'm already kind of circling this one because I think this would be a fun one uh, to come be in person to, and how cool would it be? I I know they're not going to do this because they're not going to have it happen during the Jimmy V week and not have NC State at home, uh, but it would just be so cool if it was Jimmy V week and we were playing NC State in Auburn in 2019. Um, I would be there in full force because that – that that is such a cool story. It's a very sad story for if you don't know the story of Jimmy V. But for those people who've been affected by cancer, uh, with your family members, your friends, uh, it's a very cool thing that you need to read about and hear about a very touching and moving story about a coach and his team. 
Um, so I'm excited for this series. I really think it's going to be a good one. Auburn was in the ter- tournament last year, so was NC State. Um, so got two tournament teams, two rising, as you said, middle-tier teams coming head-to-head. Clint, maybe we should just go together. <laughs> hey, I'd be down. That'd be fun. Um, it would be. And there's actually another weird um, uh, connection between the two. Kind of a connection. Um, do you remember their previous head coach? Oh, gosh. If I say the wrong coach here, I'm going to get blasted. Um, he was on ESPN. Mike Godfrey. Mike Godfrey. Uh, did I get Alabama. it right? Yeah. Yes. Um, coached three years at Alabama, went to the six, Sweet 16 in all three of those seasons, and you know ended up at ESPN for a while and was back at North Carolina State. So <clears throat> there's a an odd webbing um, connection between – the two uh, uh, programs. Man, you had to web so far out there, I might as well call you Spider-Man at this point. <laughs> I'm sorry, bad Marvel joke coming on the show tonight. <laughs> leave, leave that on the other channel. On the other thing that I do, yes. <laughs> we'll leave that over there. Yeah, NC State, Auburn for 2018 through 2020, basically. Um, so this is going to be fun to watch this matchup coming up the next couple of years. We'll be looking for that. Let's switch gears a little bit, though. <laughs> And talk about some SEC schedule of those. Now, as they like to do in the SEC, they like to at least announce who you will be playing this year. Not necessarily how the schedule will line up. But what we do have is that who will be playing at home, who will be our home and home um, games uh, for a couple, of, a few of these teams actually, and who will be the away teams as well. And I find some very interesting um, games that are away, home, and then the home and home series away. Now, if you're not aware, the traditional three home and home games for us, it, my understanding has always been Alabama, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Has it always been that way since we kind of did this weird scheduling thing, Clint? I'm not entirely sure. Um, it was just a couple of years ago that the SEC got rid of the uh, East-West divisions for basketball, and they just do one overarching SEC. And they wanted to make sure that these teams got to face certain teams twice a year. And I, I don't know if they kept it kind of like the, the football cross-divisional rival or, or or how they did it. But I think you're right that Auburn did get stuck with Alabama, Georgia, and Ole Miss as that. I mean, would you certain... really call it being stuck, though? If Because, I mean, it's obviously why they kept Alabama and Georgia as our home-and-home series. Well, of course. Um Ole Miss as that third one is interesting. It probably just went down to scheduling issues more so than rivalry or or compatibility between the two teams. So either way, I'm fine with it. It's not that it's not really that big a deal. Well, let's be honest, though, that a rivalry really has developed between Auburn and Ole Miss the past few seasons. Um, you can go down the list of reasons why that is. Um, people you can fl- go down reasons why it isn't right now. <laughs> That's Andy very Kennedy true. Kennedy is no longer there. Well, just because someone's not there doesn't mean that the rivalry won't still continue. I think there are still a lot of uh, Auburn fans who are still fired up about a certain player flashing his numbers oh, at them <laughs> and uh, are very um, good at having fun at, with Andy Kennedy's antics off the field mainly and on the, on, well, on the and, court and as well. I, I think there's a difference between a rivalry between two programs and a rivalry or dislike of certain people, and that's right. where – 
Marshall Henderson and Andy Kennedy fell in, they they just didn't make a lot of friends in their time in the SEC. And, you know, Ole Miss had dominated Auburn, what, the last 10 years? Auburn didn't win one of the games or both of the games, whatever it was. And for Auburn to go out and sweep, did we sweep it last year? I believe we, we did, yes. Okay, so, so to go out and get both of those wins – was really big in that sense. But I don't know if you can still call it a, a rivalry. There's no bad blood between the two other than those two people and one more so than the other. So with both of them gone, I'll, I'll have to see how at least the the first game, maybe both games go this year if I still want to call it a rivalry for, for basketball. So if you could switch someone out for Ole Miss as part of that traditional three home and home games that you have Alabama, Georgia, who would you slide into that spot? If you could replace Ole Miss, you know, I, I kind of want to say Mississippi state. I feel like Mississippi state is a much better opponent basketball wise than Ole Miss personally, but the one that I would definitely switch it with. And I think that it would be just a great marquee three teams would be Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. I think South Carolina, A&M, Vandy, Arkansas, not Florida, Missouri, Tennessee, those would all be good options. But just those three alone, Bama, Georgia, LSU, that's a really good-looking trio. And you throw Auburn into that, that's a really tough four-team round-robin kind of series. And that would be a lot of fun just to watch those four go out and do it. I know – uh, LSU's not been good in the recent years. Um, Alabama hasn't been good in a while. They made some noise this year. Georgia made a lot of noise. Uh, I just think that that would be a lot of fun to watch those four fight it out. Yeah, those are some pretty interesting picks there. They have the history behind it, no matter what sport it is. Alabama, Georgia, LSU always seem to be at each other's throats, no matter what the sport is. Um, If I had to make a couple of choices here, I think I can agree with that Mississippi State pick. It feels like we've had some pretty good basketball games against them the past few seasons, so I could definitely see them sliding into that traditional third spot but i will throw you two others and i don't necessarily want one of these and that being arkansas because they're always pretty good um but i i think that would be a pretty interesting to slide in there too but with the benefit of hindsight knowing that we would have bruce pearl tennessee would make perfect sense as well there in that spot oh yeah but again i think you gotta have a little bit more than just one uh connection between the two yeah well there is that it's a bit of a stretch but at least now it would make sense Um, but we do have two other home and home series that we will have uh, with two other SEC teams and that being Kentucky and then you get your wish Clint or at least an idea that you had Mississippi State being in that so not surprised that Mississippi State is going to be another home and home series but we get Kentucky twice this season Woo! that's a tall task that really is a tall test and and you know, Auburn's Auburn's had their number the last couple of years at home, at least. Um, so, um, Rupp Arena is a different all around. Nobody knows what they're getting into when they go there. So, I'd love, absolutely, love to see Auburn take both of those games. But I'm not gonna get my hopes too high. 
I was going to say that, yes, I feel pretty good, and it's, I think we like it's cliche to say this, at home against Kentucky, but I am not going to in any way, shape, or form right now make a prediction how Auburn is going to do in Rupp Arena. Uh, but I'm glad we at least get two cracks at them. You can kind of flip that either way. You get two cracks at them, but you have to play them twice. So that could be two knocks on your schedule, on your, at least on your record at that point. Uh, but that's a pretty interesting home and home away games that we'll have this season let's look at more individual home and and away games that we'll have for the rest of the home sec opponents you'll have arkansas florida missouri and tennessee i think that sets up very well for an auburn sec home schedule because those are some teams that are going to be pushing towards the end of the season for sec crowns sec seating in the tournament you definitely want to have at least three of the four teams at home yeah, um, I'm glad that we have Florida at home. It just it just seems like the scheduling has always been Auburn in Gainesville. And after making two trips back to Gainesville this summer, I don't want to go back there for a while. <laughs> You've had your fill of the swamp at this point for many yeah, reasons. Not, not my favorite campus. It's nice. I'd... It's nice. Not my favorite. Well, it's the people that make up the campus that sometimes make or break the actual university, and we could go on and on about that. Your experiences with another sport in the swamp this season, but we won't. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm glad we have Florida at home, Arkansas. I'm very glad that I never feel comfortable in an Auburn Arkansas basketball game. Much of that comes from me being in the 1999 SC championship game where we lost the championship game to Arkansas. Very close game there. That was with Mamadou Njai, Chris Porter. Uh, all those guys back in those days. But I'm also glad that we get Tennessee at home again. Uh, I know that's kind of, we've been rotating back and forth with them uh, pretty consistently here, but it's nice to see Tennessee at home. We've got uh, to be, we be due for a Tennessee home and home, don't we? At some point, you think that's just like I mean, it's not ready been, for people, it's not for SEC to see But it feels like it's time. It it definitely is, and I feel like it. maybe it's right around the corner. Maybe they were just making sure Bruce was going to stay there for a while before they committed to that. And <laughs> now that we kind of know that's we not kind of we know that's going to be true, um, maybe they will do that in the coming seasons here. Um, but let's look at some of the away games here. You've got LSU, South Carolina, Texas A and M, and Vanderbilt. Clint, your I don't favorite, even have to, I don't even, I can't, I can't even, I don't know if I can get through the rest of the show. I cannot <laughs> stand the fact that we're going to be at that disgustingly constructed stadium, arena, building, whatever you want to call it again. If I could just get you to take one step inside Memorial Coliseum, I think everything would change. I would walk in there with hands out wide and just say, what is this? What no, is this? You, you wouldn't. I think your jaw would be dragging the floor you can just feel the history with that place it's such a cool place and i've talked about it time and time again and i can't get it for your big head <laughs> i i got the big head you got the hard head i can't get That's it for true. your hard head uh, just how great it is it's it's gimmicky and it surprises me too that it's been able to stay gimmicky for as long as it has or that no other school has copied it but i think you have to look at it as it's been 20 plus years since auburn's won in that place okay that is the thing that we're looking forward to that streak being broken it's been auburn athletics has parted like it's 1998 all season long it's time (laughs) for another one to happen next season 
I okay, I can get on board with that. I can take going there if it means breaking that streak. But Clint, I just hate that arena so much. I just don't understand. <laughs> they need to do something broadcast wise because it's not attractive on TV whatsoever. Well, one day you and I will go there together, and I will let you do everything you can to convince me, but it will not work. <laughs> it was cold when I went up there, man. It was cold. Ah, uh, yeah. That's another reason I don't want to go up that time of year, too, uh, to Nashville area. But anyway, uh, which of these four games, LSU, South Carolina, Texas A&M, and Vanderbilt, is the scariest for an away game for you? Well, only because of last year do I want to say South Carolina. But right. because of how every other year seems to go, it's definitely Texas A&M. Yeah. LSU, that, I mean, the last decade, that's not really been a fun matchup. I mean, you go back, what, 2009, and Auburn scored seven points in the half? Mm-hmm. That was a nightmare. Yeah. South Carolina last year was a nightmare. Vanderbilt two years ago was a nightmare. Texas <laughs> um, A&M, there, there's some lacking of history between Auburn and College Station. So that'll be interesting to see that get made a little bit and just to see how well Auburn does against a what should be a much better team than they were during the regular season last year. And, and just that, I think that'll be a really good test no matter where it falls in the schedule. Yeah, not to push LSU aside because I don't want to ever take them lightly because they could bounce back and be really good at any point. Uh, but of those four teams, I'm going to single out those other three, South Carolina, Texas A&M, for, and Vanderbilt for various reasons. Obviously, we talked about Vanderbilt with the wanting to break that streak there in their arena. But Texas A&M, they've just kind of given us fits at times, and I'd like to be able to start figuring them out. But I circle, obviously, that South Carolina matchup for an away game just to get the, for lack of a better term, voodoo off of Auburn's back because of what that game last year at their arena meant for Auburn. It was the loss of Anthony McLemore. It was the beginning of the downslide from losing the hype that was Auburn basketball at the height of their season there. Um, So that is why I'm circling South Carolina for those many reasons, and I'd love to see Auburn just come out there and make a statement. I I hope that the South Carolina game is early in the, the conference schedule so that Auburn can go into the game with you know, not Auburn's going to have the target on their bat this year just because of how last season went, but they're not going to have the the hype of what they did last year. It's Auburn's not going to be looking to break into the top ten about that time, that kind of thing. So that when Auburn and especially Anthony Mackmore step on that court, I'm very interested and hopeful in the reception South Carolina fans will give Anthony. Um, you know, we talked about it many times this season about how classy the South Carolina staff and trainers were, and especially head coach Frank Martin. It was a very emotional moment for everybody involved, and I think that the good people in Columbus, Missouri, or Columbus, South Carolina, will give Anthony a really good reception as he walks in. Yeah, I hope so too, and I do want to take a step back. And obviously, my passion for that game is not directed at the fans or any, or at, and quite frankly, not even Coach Frank Martin and the team there. Now, I I didn't appreciate how much they put it to us in the game. Let's just be honest about that. But uh, I've come to respect Frank Martin very much in the past few years watching him in the SEC and his program. Um, so that 
I do respect, but I do want Auburn to go in there and make a statement um, in that game to kind of get the monkey off their back, so to speak, and hopefully kind of move past what that game last year meant. Um, But that's going to be the SEC schedule, and then we obviously talked about NC State as well. We'll have more scheduling news, I'm sure, coming out. Uh, We didn't even talk about the Maui Invitational. I mean, much less – I'm scared that we've got to do NC State plus the Maui Invitational. We have quite a fun – um, non-conference schedule coming up for fans this season. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be really fun to watch this year, but let's talk about the people that are going to be participating in the season, and maybe at this point not participating, because the guy we're going to talk about first is one subtraction from the team, really the staff. Assistant coach Harris Adler leaves to go work for his family business. I believe he was a pharmacist or something like that, if I read the article correctly, so... If yep. Harris Adler and his family are listening, if that's wrong, I'm sorry, but I think that's what it was. I think you're uh, correct. I I think I am. But um, we're going to be very sad to see Harris leave. He's been instrumental in bringing this program back up from the laughing stock of the SEC and really the laughing stock of the college football world. Um, it's going to be weird. I mean, we obviously – I'm not going to talk much about Chuck Person, but having not having him there, Harris Adler there, really all you got less left from the beginning of all this, well, somewhat at the beginning, because I know he wasn't there all the years, is uh, Stephen Pearl, and that's it. So it's father and son are the last two standing from one of the original iterations of the staff. Well, and you're forgetting about Chad Pruitt as well. That's true. Assistant I- coach who was originally assistant to the head coach or something like that, so... You know, we've got a, we're kind of losing out on that original staff, but I don't think it's all for the worst. Um, Harris Adler was a really good recruiter, but I think all the changes that have been made are ultimately for the better. Um, I'm interested to see how well this staff works together and, and just see how they go. It's really interesting to watch um, Coach Stephen Pearl's um, rise within there. You know, you kind of, you you took it seriously when he was hired by his father, but you know you always kind of say, well, that is kind of the father giving his son a chance kind of thing. But I think he's really rise to the occasion. He is that. If I had the best comparison for people uh, for football, Coach Travis Williams, he's a good coach. He's a good linebacker coach, but he's the raw raw guy. He's the one every player gets around. You see him in the huddles right there as the music is playing the student section is getting hyped up hyping up the guys he is the coach that is more connected with the players because he's you know quite frankly the closest in age to them but in speaking of Harris Adler we're going to be very sad to not have him around I'm glad he's leaving to go do something that um, he has a familiarity with We, we will miss him and wish him all the best in the world going forward That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there. 
and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.